Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chapter Brothers. My name is Nick Ackerman. And my name is Kevin Ackerman. <laughs> All right. And today we are going to continue on with the Slow Mutants. Uh, but before we do so, I got a couple questions for you, Kevin. All right. I am all ears. Because it is time for Stephen King trivia. Dun, da, da, da. Let's do it. All right. This one, I'm going to take a couple weeks to do this one because I don't actually know this one very well. Uh, but in 1975, the year of Matt. Our brother Matt. Indeed. Um, uh, Stephen King released another book after Carrie. What was the name of that book? That book was Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot. And and the thing I didn't realize about Salem's Lot is that it's actually apostrophe Salem's Lot. So why is there an apostrophe there, Kev? Well, because the origin of the town is Salem is actually a uh, contraction of Jerusalem. So the original name of the town was Jerusalem's Lot, and then they shortened it to Salem's Lot. And the original Jerusalem was there was a pig farmer who had a whole bunch of, like, pigs, I assume, and one of the pigs was named Jerusalem, and so the the pig Jerusalem apparently, like, I guess... uh, kind of just rooted in this one particular place and so they just called it Jerusalem's Lot and founded the town right there. (laughs) See, I didn't realize there was an apostrophe in front of it until I started like researching and I was like, Salem, Oregon? Salem, Massachusetts? No, no. It's a fictional town. Called Salem's Lot, yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um... All right, I, I'm just going to ask a couple questions because I I've never actually read this book. I'm so sorry. It's all right, uh, and I haven't read I haven't read The Dark Tower either. So we're, always we're just start sort somewhere. of going through things. But um, uh, the main character is a writer, mm-hmm. so I, I also read that this is uh, Stephen King's favorite book. What is that? His favorite of his books yeah. is Salem's Lot. That's insane. <laughs> I, I that's what I read is like he said it was one of his favorites. I don't know. Uh, in an interview, maybe he says everyone is his favorite book. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's true. It's like how all of his children are his favorite. Sure, I could take that. Yeah, I guess exactly. True. It's, I, I could tell you right um, here and now it's not my favorite Stephen King book, but <laughs> yeah. know, but it did start yeah, up it did start up a Stephen King trope where he has a lot of uh, his main characters or authors like Misery main characters and author. Uh, there's that uh, Salem's Lot. There's what else? Uh, Stand by Me. The main oh, character geez. becomes an author. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's a whole... Because, I mean, you know, write what you know. And uh, Carrie, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. He was an English teacher at the time, so he wrote about high school. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, the, um, the the main character is a writer, just mm-hmm. like you said. Uh, what's that main character's name? His name is Ben Mears. Yeah, good job. Nailed it. Ben Mears has returned to Jerusalem's lot after 25 years to try to write his next novel. Indeed. And... But, Instead, he finds out that the town has become what? The town has become infested with vampires. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to read this book. I, I haven't actually read it. So. Right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, we could definitely... Yeah, I definitely want to uh, go t- uh, read this one together with you, so I, I won't editorialize too much about it. So I'll just uh, answer your yeah. questions, and then we can, we can read it together. 
later on. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't want to spoil too much. And, and as I'm like reading the summary, I was like, I'd rather just read the book than read the summary. Um, wait, there was one more quick question. Uh, what was it, Nicholas? There's something else that I was going to ask you about Salem's Lot. Oh, that was it. Um, so they've made some um, uh, TV and movies about this, and they actually have one coming out. So uh, in which year did they um, make renditions of Salem's Lot? Oh, I am not good with years or dates. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I want to say the first one was in the 80s, I think, or maybe 78 or 79. Uh, I'm going to say 1980 for the first version. So I think... Oh, dang it. Uh, they keep bringing me to the new one, which is coming out... Okay, so there's a new one coming out. Uh, 1979. 79! I was so close. Be- the, the year before I was born was uh, uh, Salem's Lot. They also made a another one called A Return to Salem's Lot mm. in 87. All right. So... But but there's a new one coming out, so that's something exciting to think about. Oh, and that's the other thing I wanted to. to uh, so so the guy playing uh, Ben Mears is Lewis Pullman. Lewis Lewis Pullman's gonna be playing Ben Mears, but someone else I I saw that was interesting in this cast, or maybe he was in the last one. Dang it! Uh, well, the guy from, <laughs> you know, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yes. Okay, uh, the guy who plays the devil. The devil? <laughs> was it the devil or, or death? Death. Or death. 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 You're right. Yeah. What, what's his name? Uh, um, he was in Shawshank Redemption, I know. Uh, oh, he, was he? Oh, he, he was, was the blonde guy, right. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is his name? Um, oh, I, sh- I should know this. Hmm. <sighs> Cynthia always gets him confused with Willem Dafoe. Uh, I want to say William Sather or something like that. Uh, yes, uh, that that is uh, William Sadler. Sadler. William Sadler. I was so close. So, <laughs> but it, but he's also going to be or was in Salem's Lot. Hmm. I don't know. Well, uh, we'll get some responses from our two fans. <laughs> hey, growing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, he's going to be in the new one. Yeah, he, he's going to play Kurt Barlow. Gotcha. In uh, in the new Salem's Lot. So. I know who that is, but I, I won't just, tell you. I just saw William Sadler, and I was like, "Oh, that guy! All right, <laughs> <laughs> good to see him." <laughs> All right, but anyway. Um, we can get into more Salem Lot talk next time. I, I need to do more research because I haven't read that one or seen in the movie. Sure. <laughs> and there's there's never any uh, uh, need for all of the uh, Nick Quiz questions to to be in chronological order. You can always jump around, start with the movies you have seen, and work your way uh, backward. This is true. This is true. Um, but you know, I, I like to have a little bit of a, a plan to the sure. Stephen King trivia. Dun dun dun. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kev! Where were we? We were. We are when, now in, we in the off. slow mutants. They are he in. Looked, they are going through the tunnel underneath the mountain. And let's see. So 
Gunslinger is kind of just nervously talking and telling his whole life story to Jake. Uh, Then, basically, after this whole long story about how Martin, his father's advisor, is dancing with his mother, and Roland from up in the balcony is... Uh, can kind of tell that, you know, things are... There, there's some sort of weird love triangle going on bef- between the three of them, so... Uh, yeah, that, not is, on- that is clear in, to me. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so not only is Martin he... Martin the Enchanter. The, I, I like to think of him as the uh, Rasputin of the group. Precisely, <laughs> yeah. He's very much the... Uh, the the wizard who's uh, got some sort of like weird sexual energy going on that uh, he's uh, not only a so like a, enchanter but a like Grima well. worm tongue worm exactly. tongue right precisely <laughs> yes bringing in all of our uh, evil uh, royal viziers uh, Jafar if you will so we go through <laughs> uh, and so basically not only is Roland looking down on uh, his father's whole line and the trappings of their court, uh, literally, but he's also looking down on them figuratively. He is just spitting venom as he's talking about this to Jake, and then, uh, Jake is hearing about all this, and he just goes, I'm tired. And then Roland's like, alright, I can take a hint. And then, <laughs> then basically they just, uh, go oh, to, Jake. they go to sleep in the pure <laughs> darkness, because not only is Roland tired of his father's bullshit, but Jake is tired of Roland's bullshit. <laughs> oh, Jake. oh Jake Jake is an 11 year old boy who's like stop talking dude indeed like, I just want to I just want to take a nap yeah. <laughs> like I don't even know what what day it is anymore <laughs> because the sun isn't rising or setting yeah. when you're in a cave so in fact they say that a couple times in the chapter it's like it was three sleeps like mm. but they don't know yeah they have no other and also, means of time that's kind of been the way we've been going through this in the desert too is uh there there is no (laughs) time works strangely out here time works differently here yeah (laughs) all right so i'm gonna read this paragraph go for it from the original from the original the gunslinger had lost most of his time sense in the desert which was changeless he lost the rest of it here in these chambers under these mountains which were lightless neither of them had any means of telling time and the concept of hours became meaningless. In a sense, they stood outside of time. A day might have been a week, or a week a day. They walked, they slept, they ate thinly. Their only companion was the steady thundering rush of the water, drilling its auger path through the stone. They followed it, drank from its flat, mineral-salted depth. At times, the gunslinger thought he saw fugitive drifting lights like corpse lamps beneath its surface, but suppose they were only projections of his brain, which had not forgotten the light. Still, he cautioned the boy not to put his feet in the water. Very good advice. Oh. <laughs> yeah. If only if we're going don't back touch. to the Tolkien comparison where, you know, don't follow the lights in the water, yeah. Exactly, yeah, that's uh, the... Uh, the the dead marshes. Yeah, yeah. dead marshes, exactly. In, in, so. The Emin Mule. <laughs> Indeed, the ancient battlefield. So yeah, yeah stay away from the water. Stay away from the water. That, yeah. that, that's 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 just good advice in general, you know. Very true. Um, I, I try to stay away from uh, mm, collected water because it's full of bacteria. And, exactly. Uh, diphtheria yep. and uh, yeah, always want to just things. go for running water <laughs> still water can kill you 
<laughs> Still water. <laughs> Sorry. Fear the dog. Uh, <laughs> that was a great movie. I do love that movie. Uh, but yeah, so it, just in that paragraph, we got a few changes here. Um, so firstly, he lost most of it here in the passage under the mountain instead of the... Uh, Where'd you go? Instead of the chambers under under the mountain. So I feel like that makes sense. So we're progressing it more as more of like a path instead of individual rooms. Because I feel like that's more similar to what I'm kind of imagining. Uh, It wouldn't be a series of like, you know, caves or whatever. It's sort of just this one unceasing trail, I guess. Uh, So (laughs) yada yada. Neither of them had any means of telling the clock instead of telling time. That one I disagree with. I feel like telling time seems so much more organic rather than saying telling the clock. But I I guess he's kind of yeah. yeah, It seems more like he's kind of going more for that sort of archaic turn of phrase. Uh, and then we've got an additional adjective that he added in. The the concept of hours became meaningless. Abnegate. Uh, this one I had to Ooh. look up. Abnegate. Wait, wait. It's, uh, abnegate. Yeah. I, I, I actually don't know that word at all. Um, abnegate. I mean, you could kind of break it down. So if you take out the ab, it's as though you're negating something. So uh, the oh, yeah, okay. the definition is to renounce or reject. Uh, he attempts to abnegate personal responsibility. So I guess just sort of mo- a more formal way of uh, sort of negating or whatever. So, But in this sense, he's using it as a noun, which is interesting. Or as an adjective, I should say. Uh, became meaningless or abnegate. Uh, huh. Let's see. So yeah, yada, that's, yada. that's older Stephen King going back and being like, "I'm going to throw in a word that I've learned." Exactly. That that <laughs> feels like a word of the day to me. Like he was looking up like a pirate dictionary or something. Uh, so and then we've got another a pirate dictionary. What? Oh, that that's going to come in in a couple of books where the we get oh, a lot okay. more pirate slang. Um, but you <laughs> ju- just can't, just uh, just you wait for that one. But then uh, we've got another (laughs) of Stephen King's uh, pet peeves that he used to do is his hatred of adverbs. So instead of they ate thinly, he changes it to they ate thin meals that did not satisfy their bellies. So Ah. being a little bit more descriptive. J.K. Rowling does a lot of adverb Mm. talking. And we'll probably get to that when we get to Harry Potter at some point. But I kind of hear you. Like... Instead of putting an adverb in, you can, like, describe it another way. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I like that change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed, yeah. And then uh, a couple of other minor grammatical changes. Their only companion was a steady thundering of the rush of water instead of the steady, the, the potato potato, uh, drill, drilling its auger path through stone. They followed it and drank from its flat mineral salted depth. So this feels like modern well 2006 Stephen King uh, he's kind of combining sentences that sort of convey the same idea so definitely 2006 I, wait I'm wrong I'm sorry I thought it was 2000 was it 2003 2003 that makes more sense yes 2003 oh, yeah, yeah. I was wrong there I, I, I thought it, I thought it was the year that I almost died so mm. <laughs> that's when he changed Indeed. the thing uh <laughs> So then after that, we've got uh, an addition uh, saying they followed it and drank from its flat mineral salted depth, 
hoping there was nothing in it that would make them sick or kill them. So, exactly what we were just saying. The still water it always has the risk of uh, forming all different kinds of bacteria and amoebas and whatnot that could make you talk horribly ill. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's all that we've got changed in that paragraph. Yeah, yeah. the rangefinder took them on steadily. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we don't want to read every single paragraph that's true uh, yeah basically they move on forward uh they see some signs of uh civilization uh curved stone pylons with rusted sunken ring bolts perhaps the home of oxen and stage horses oxen or stage horses uh and then at each was a steel flagon holding an electric torch but these were all barren of light and life uh, life and light so they're going through this tunnel, and they can tell that this isn't natural. Basically, they they see some some horse ties, possibly for oxen. They see uh, places where uh, electric torches would be, and then they find something. And Jake finds a little railroad that moves them on forward. And <laughs> yeah, a little. I, I like where he says during the third period of rest before sleep. Exactly. Like it, it's it's not really their. Uh... <laughs> they don't know when the sun is setting. They don't know when to sleep. It's the third period of rest before sleep. Mm. And interesting that it's hyphenated, too, because it's just this one phrase of the third period of rest before sleep. So <laughs> sort of establishing just that it's uh, they're kind of thinking of it as a whole new term of measuring time, I guess. Yeah. Well, sometimes I think of it that way. I, I I work, I'm working some long hours, and it's like, uh, rest before sleep. <laughs> I, we usually record this on um, Saturday morning, but I, I, I needed more rest, honestly. <laughs> so today is Sunday in, in our world. Um, but I was like, Kev, um, uh, my Friday starts at 4.30 in the morning and ends usually at 2.30 in the morning. Oh, God. <laughs> the oh, next Lord. day. And it's pretty, you're up for 24 hours, me, uh, when I go from work to uh, hosting karaoke and stuff. Please but, tell uh, me you take a nap somewhere oh. in there. Well, I, I did. I did take a little nap this Friday, but... Uh, <laughs> It's harder when it's just me hosting. I uh, imagine, I like yeah. it better. When Liz is uh, there, too, it, it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> I give you credit for all the Saturdays that we've recorded together thus far. My lord, I did not realize that you were on a 22-hour day on Fridays. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, I'd like to go back to Saturdays. It's fine. But right. every once in a while, I'm like, I need to sleep, brother. <laughs> I totally get it. Totally get it. <laughs> Oh, my lord. Well, have you ever been on, like, a long journey, Kev? Uh, yeah, a few. I mean, never stayed up 22 hours regularly with them, but, uh, definitely... Uh, you, you flew all the way to China, True. so that, that must have been a weird, uh... It was thing. definitely an interesting transition. Yeah, we slept for... I think I, I may have gotten a full, like, six or eight hour... No, not eight, because you can't really fully sleep in a... A coach, uh, uh, what is it, plane seat, but I was definitely sleeping for a good, like, if not two, then at least once I slept for a good, like, four or six hours or so, because it was like an 18-hour flight, so, yeah, that was, it was rough, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. When we were in China, there were some interesting um, journeys there. There was one time we uh, we took a overnight uh, bus trip, and it was one of those with like sleeping berths in it, sort of like the night bus. Uh, and okay, so we we were sort of imagining something a little bit higher class, I think, than we eventually got, and. Uh, we didn't realize that it would be this enormous bus with probably something like enough for 30 to 50 people, but all sleeping. So it was like triple decker beds, kind of. And it. <laughs> very much the night bus. Yeah. Very much, yeah. And it was. <laughs> oof, it just the smell of the BO of 36 people sleeping and farting all in the oh, same area. Yeah. It was rank, <laughs> let me tell you. But, yeah, <laughs> that was definitely one of the more interesting ones. Uh, let's see. Didn't I mean we did uh, a, a good amount of walking? I would say, particularly when we were into uh, the Rainbow Mountains, uh, and when we walked uh, on the the Great Wall well, of that China. That was where you yeah. propo- that's where you proposed to Cynthia. Right? It was indeed. Yeah, the Rainbow Mountains. Uh, it wasn't Xi'an. Zhangye Dongxia National Park in Gansu Province. So, yeah. And if you ever look up uh, images of it, it is utterly gorgeous. And I mean, there are definitely. Oh, no. I I have. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. When you first mentioned it, uh, you were like, I was like, the Rainbow Mountains? This sounds incredible. And immediately I was like, search Rainbow Mountains. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It seems like something out of a fantasy story, true, and uh, you see that it's the... What is it? The, it's it, it's an interesting kind of uh, example of different types of uh, geology and the way that the different uh, types of uh, like sedimentary rock have been like you know colored and whatnot and all the different colors are a different type of rock yeah, and everything absolutely so, uh, little yeah. science love me saying, some science exactly yeah. you know I love science Precisely. yeah all the little signs <laughs> nearby geology. saying do not walk on the 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 ground because the colors are only like very thin like layers so if anybody walks over them they'll disturb this uh, beautiful rock formation so yeah Exactly. Stay, stay away. Uh, well, so that's an example of uh, where leave nothing but your footprints is even too much. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just keep leave, to the path. leave nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep, keep to the path and let things uh, be the way they are, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is what uh, Roland and Jake are feeling in this uh, in, in this little passage. That that was the new change. I guess the uh, tunnel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The passage That's instead of chambers tunnel. under the mountain. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, it just feels like. Well, it also feels like the uh, uh, Dun. Yeah. Um, the 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 dwarf uh, holds where you're just underground and the figuring things Moria. out under yeah. the misty mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, is that the Misty Mountains, or is that a different? Mountain? No, I think Mi- Misty right. Mountains is the Hobbit. I think Mines of Moria yeah. is uh, Fellowship. Yep, yep. Different. Uh, I think it is, is. The Mines of Moria is still under the Misty Mountains. It's just a different part. Um, the, the Goblin Tunnel. The Goblin Tunnel where uh, uh, Bilbo found the ring and, and met Gollum. Mm-hmm. That was under the Misty Mountains. But I, I feel like Moria is also just another part. It's a different mountain in the Misty Mountains. 
Mm. Uh, I could be wrong about that. I don't know. It's true. I think well, this might be any- where the two the two stories kind of intersect. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, the Mines of Moria do go underneath the Misty Mountains. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, that's that's a story for another day. Indeed. When uh, we get to... A saga uh, for, for another season. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Okay, so continuing on. Um, do 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 I just like this line. I'm, the gunslinger could hear a small conversation of rattled pebbles as he moved cautiously. That's a good little line. Conversation of pebbles, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's almost like you could hear like the falling and then the echo, because that's that's kind of what I imagine that would be. Uh, the the one responding to the other, yeah. <laughs> Careful. Oh, sorry. Careful. He said. Uh, you can't see where you are. I'm crawling. It's say. Uh, what is it? The gunslinger half crouched, touching the haft of one gun. Yeah, he's nervous right now. What is it? I'm ready to kill this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there was a slight pause. The gunslinger strained his eyes uselessly. Uselessly. <laughs> I think it's a railroad, the boy said dubiously. The gunslinger got up and walked slowly toward the sound of Jake's voice, leading with one foot lightly to test for pitfalls. Here! A hand reached out. A cat's pawed the gunslinger's face. What? Uh, the boy was very good in the dark, better than the gunslinger himself. His eyes seemed to dilate until there was no color left in them. The gunslinger saw this as he struck a meager light. There was no fuel in this rock womb, and what they had brought with them was going rapidly to ash. At times, the urge to strike a light was well nigh insatiable. All right, what, I'm sure there are some changes there. Uh, are there changes in that part? Not there? too many, actually. Uh, so we've got, uh, I guess, before when you're saying small conversations of rattled pebbles as he moved cautiously was changed to Jake. to Because that one, I feel like, is definitely necessary so that you can tell that Jake is the one who's moving cautiously, not the gunslinger. So... Too many pronouns well, always makes for a confusing as, as I was as I was reading that, I was like, who is speaking right now? Right. And um, I could tell, you know, that it was Jake. Yeah, <laughs> so, that, that one I'll definitely but, agree but, with. But it's good to let, let people know. Mm. So the, <laughs> It's Jake that found it. Jake is uh, better at seeing in the dark, mm-hmm. you know? And um, then... It, well, this is also an example of uh, Roland just like <laughs> uh, loving Jake. Yeah, you know, like like just looking at him, and going, "Man, this kid's pretty cool." Exactly, he's very <laughs> proud of him. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I think about my my stepson like this a lot. I'm like, "Wow, oh, you're you're pretty awesome." <laughs> and- so, yeah, just that the use of the word cat's pod is just an interesting choice there. Yeah. That, I was going to just, what, it's not a change. What, what, it's what the same that, in both versions, but. Um, what does that mean to you, cat's paw? I'm just imagining. Let's see. I mean, I know what it means to you because we both have cats. True. So, like. <laughs> I mean, even in terms paws. of, like, a cat, like, I don't even think it makes sense literally in terms of like a cat's paw because 
I feel like a cat reaching out towards you, they'll they'll sometimes like spread out their eh, maybe that's what it's actually meaning is that he's just spreading out his his fingers uh, just to kind of reach out forward and then just finds uh, Roland's face that way. Um, so I guess that. Oh. Yeah. What? All right. I I just looked up cat's paw. It means something different, literally, than exactly, we're talking yeah, about. Exactly, yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, so a cat's paw is a person used by another to do dangerous, distasteful, or unlawful work. Ooh. <laughs> um, it's from the tail of the monkey who used the cat's foot to rake the chestnuts out of the fire. Mm. Um, right, second definition is a light breeze that ripples the surface of water. Cat's paw. So a cat's paw is basically yeah. yeah it, it's like uh, I'm using this person to to do some nefarious deeds, which I feel of. like might be. Um, I, I exactly feel like that's the Jake double is. use. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that uh, that Roland is kind of using Jake for his own for his own ends. Yeah. Um, well, and, I mean, the man in black said that he's like, well, you could take him along, but uh, he, he ain't gonna make it. He's exactly. Just, uh, We'll He's just there to be your... Oh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll palaver afterwards, but just the two of us. Oh, palaver. Mm. So, and then, Is that another uh, pirate term? I oh, think no, so, yeah. Parlay. Never mind. Parlay, palaver. I feel like they're both piratey. Um, so, yeah. And then, uh, as he says, the boy was very good in the dark, better than Roland himself uh, in the new version. So, again, kind of... Being more specific with fewer pronouns, so I always appreciate that. Uh, so then... Oh, oh, actually, no. It, he changed it from better than the gunslinger himself, better than the Ro- better than Roland himself. So I guess that... I mean, it's either trying to humanize Roland well, a little bit more, or else yeah. it's trying... There's too many times it's the gunslinger, the gunslinger, the gunslinger, the gunslinger, and he's, he's peppering in a couple of Rolands mm-hmm. in there. So it's not as monotonous, he, but he, in he either put, case, I definitely agree with it. some more Rollins in the new one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like in He's the... Like, this is the guy's name. Yeah, in the original, it was very much sort of... Uh, he was holding on to his Clint Eastwood kind of uh, inspiration for Roland, of kind of like the man with no name. The He's just yeah. the gunslinger. and But in the new version, <laughs> he's like, no, I want to humanize Roland a little bit more. He's not just his, his function. He is uh, a person, so... Uh, yeah, keeping his first name in there a bit. So I like that. All right. And then uh, we've got an addition at the very end. Uh, at, ter- uh, at times, the urge to light, to strike the light was well nigh insatiable. They had discovered one could grow as hungry for light as for food. And I just love that image Ooh. of, yeah, being like starving for light that you feel it as a, an ache within your body. Yeah, I like that. Um,. How are, you, how are you in the dark, Kev? I'm pretty good, actually. Like, are you afraid of the dark? Or, like... Ooh. I mean... I'm not really... I, that's a whole different question I, I'm, I'm afraid... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, let, let's go back to question one. Uh, like, how well do your eyes adjust? My eyes adjust really well. Pitch, uh, which, pitch actually, blackness, I wonder if yeah. that might be almost a reaction to being, like, a scared little kid who was afraid of the dark or whatever. The, you know, as an adult, I've just, like, almost trained my eyes to see better in the darkness. So... Uh, I feel like in, I, yeah nowadays I wouldn't say I'm afraid of the dark. Did, did we talk about the tapetum lucinum last night? I, not I that think I we did. What is that? Oh, uh, uh, when, when you when you dissect uh, an eyeball of a oh, um, we might have 
But yes, go on. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's just this little thing, but we don't have it. All right. Yes. Us, yes. Human the, beings. The film Homo on the back of like, don't have it. cats and dogs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We did talk about that last time. I yeah, just yeah. didn't remember the term. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a pedum lucidum. It, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's it's like iridescence mm. when you pull it out and and show it to the kids. Um, but we don't have it. So like when I am in pitch blackness, we really can't see very well at all. Very <laughs> it's, true. it's really difficult. And I'm trying my best. And I, that's why I'm so happy I have a phone that has a fucking flashlight. Yep. Oh, I didn't mean to curse. Um, but it, 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 it makes it very uh, good to be able to see. Because I... I wouldn't say I'm afraid of the dark because I, I don't think I'm really afraid of anything. Um, it's just an unsurety or anxiousness that comes up, True. and I, I think that's the new the new word that I figured out is is it, it's you're not afraid you're you're just anxious at the moment you know and just like I mean, take some deep breaths and move on. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the I mean anxiety really just is the adult term for fear like it's a it's a more low level thing of a more kind of uh instead of uh you know a cut across your arm it's just an itch so uh, it's sort of like a it's more all-encompassing but it's less sharpened uh like bright and obvious i would say because as well, a, so- as a person who has a lot of anxiety i've definitely thought about it a lot in terms of like okay <laughs> is this fear or is this anxiety is this uh a worry or is this uh a straight up just fear of change of the future of uh you know uh all different kinds of things but but yes i basically you know not only is it just I mean there are so many times when I wonder is it just that as adults we're trying to kind of dress it up as a different thing so that we seem less childish but or is it literally <laughs> a different feeling okay. yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah look, I feel the same way mm. as you um, about a great many things um, <laughs> um Wait, okay, so this is what I was going to say, is uh, do you think a lot of Stephen King's writings are literally trying to to get that feeling out of us? Um, because, like, I, <laughs> I, I, I haven't read a lot of Stephen King, but of what I have read and the movies I've seen, it's like, it, it's that, that thriller, um, uh, like anxiety feeling that you get when you're like you don't know what's about to happen you know so like when you don't know what's about to happen that's where great writing starts i think very true (laughs) and i feel like yeah that kind of because definitely i would agree that a lot of stephen king's writing comes from a place of sort of that acknowledging fear as not only a a force that's common to almost everyone, but also just as a motivating force. And uh, sometimes fear can motivate you, but in other times, a fear of a thing 
can just close off a door that you just say, oh no, I'm afraid of this, I'm just never doing it ever. And I feel like Stephen King, in a lot of his writings, he'll say, okay, we might be terribly terrified of what this fear is, but what happens when you just go straight through the door and you stare at it straight in the face and then you keep walking? And that's, yeah, just yeah, that's the power of, <laughs> of just the, the human spirit of being able to fully confront that which you're afraid of. And in nothing uh, as literally as, the, as it, where the, you know, the bad guy is just the personification of fear itself. And mm-hmm. oh, that definitely oh, a book I want to read so with I you. I haven't read it, but I've seen the movie and I, I, I get an idea. But like... Liz was telling me when we were watching it, and she was like, "Oh, the book is way better." Mm. Oh my god, so <laughs> much. the book is way better. So, so, and and that's what I'm feeling right now because I haven't kept reading in uh, the Gunslinger. Is what the heck's going to happen next? Exactly. They're, they're yeah. just in a dark tunnel, moving forward, grasping with their with their, and and uh, he even says like, uh, "See, this is something I was thinking about with uh, Roland is his." unending um tobacco supply yeah um, that's true <laughs> and and match supply so this they he brings it up here that like yeah the ash is running down mm. we we don't have we don't have matches forever that's so for sure. <laughs> boy was standing beside a curved rock wall um. is that where we're at yeah, the but but in the paragraph before, I see exactly what you're talking about. Where he's saying the he he just struck a meager light. There's no fuel in this rock womb, and what they brought with them was rapid going rapidly to ash. Yeah, so so that's to me uh, finally addressing the fact that uh, he can't he doesn't have cigarettes forever, and he doesn't have uh, matches forever either. Precisely. You know? <laughs> yeah. At this point, he's going to have to uh, go a few days without cigarettes just because the light that the matches provide is much more valuable. But it also made me remember the the thing he says when he uh, uh, makes a fire. Strike oh. a dark. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Spark a dark. Where's my sire? Will I that, lay it. me? Will I slay me? Uh, something. Uh, Bless, bless this camp with fire or bless something. Bless this camp yeah. with fire. I, I, I thought it was going to be something about, you know, bring bring the the heat that I desire. But no, he, he kept with the fire rhyme there. <laughs> but when they were doing that, so he's got a flint or, or, oh, or something. Oh, you're right. He does have when a he flint. Says spark a dark. Yeah. So it's not just matches he has. He's got, he's got a flint that he's making sparks with. True. But, I feel and, like... And that's, so that's the only... So that's the only light. It's not him lighting a match and holding a match up. It's him and just getting a brief glimpse of things right now. And that's how they see the... Uh, are we up to that yet? Yeah, yeah the boy was that's, standing... That's when, when they, they see the push cart. Um, oh, I, I meant to look up push carts in general because... Oh, they, we're not quite okay. at the push cart yet. But, right now we're just... Uh, but, but, before, yeah. before we get to that... Uh, go ahead. Why don't you read from the new one, sure. this chapter? So, the boy was standing beside a curved rock wall that was lined with parallel metal staves running off into the d- darkness. Each carried black nodes that might once have been conductors of electricity. And beside and below, set only inches off the stone floor, were tracks of bright metal. What might have, what might have run on those tracks at one time? The gunslinger could only imagine mm. sleek electric bullets 
firing their courses through this forever night with affrighted searchlight eyes going before. He had never heard of such things, but there were many remnants of the gone world, just as there were demons. The gunslinger had once come come upon a hermit who had gained a quasi-religious power over a miserable flock of kind keepers by possession of an ancient gasoline pump. The hermit crouched beside it, one arm wrapped possessively around it, and preached wild, guttering sermons. He occasionally placed the still-bright steel nozzle, which was attached to a rotten rubber hose between his legs. On the pump, in a perfectly legible, though rust-clotted letters, was a legend of unknown meaning. Amoco led free. (laughs) Amoco had become a totem of a thunder god, and they had worshipped him with the slaughter of sheep and the sound of engines. Rom. Rom, 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 rom. Hulks, the gunslinger thought. Whoa. Yeah. Only meaningless hulks poking from the sand that were once seas. So, yeah, that. So, a okay, whole bunch a, of shit there, yeah. That, <laughs> wow. Uh, I like that they add the. Is that like extended letters? Because I'm only yeah. looking at the old one. Yeah, the new one it has. <laughs> it, yeah, that's an addition there. And the sound of engines. R U M M exclamation point. R U M M M exclamation point. Rum rum. R U one two three four five six M's. Rum rum rum. Six <laughs> rum rum. Like ah oh, man, I I love it when uh, authors do things like that. On a where, where you can get. The sound on a exactly, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> of, of like what they're saying, it's like I'm going to put six M's here because that's enough to really uh, get the feeling of, of, of what I want you to feel of what you were just saying, um, which is <laughs> uh, we've destroyed this land with cars <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and industry and everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I mean, this Amico. Is... Do, do you do you remember Amico? I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's not even around anymore, that gas station. I, th- I think they got absorbed by something else. Or... Definitely. Uh, wasn't the Amico the gas station that was on the corner of East Newell at one point? Or was that's, that... There was? Okay, good. Well, that, No, 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 wait. That was a Getty. Oh, the Amico was Getty, right. was, So there, there was a Getty on our corner, and then the next corner down, there was an Amico and a... Uh, 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 well, what's the other one? Uh, Sunoco. Um, yes, right, right across, across the, street. the street from each other. Yeah, there was definitely a concentration Why were there of three gas, gas stations. stations? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Sunoco also was uh, like a, a mechanic uh, shop. Like, I feel like the the Getty yeah, yeah. and the Amico were weren't necessarily as much. Uh, wh- one of them, one of them became an Exxon. I yes. think after a while, and then I think that yeah. one, I think that one's gone actually. But back to the <laughs> the point of, of the thing. Um, oh, yeah. So yes, the yeah. the gun so, not only uh, so we've got another uh, check mark in the column of maybe this takes place in the distant future where there is an ancient ga- uh, gasoline pump somewhere so that Roland saw yep. so definitely well, I, th- I think it's in it, so it's a time nexus uh, I believe Ooh, where, where, interesting like, sort of like a land of the lost ha- situation where you've got dinosaurs yeah, next yeah. to gas stations yeah I kind of like that Ex- well that's what I'm thinking so far. Right. <laughs> Obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll see as, as we keep going. But to me, it's like this is where things go mm. for some reason from other time periods and other uh, alternate universes. Because 
Well, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. I don't know. I'm just making wild guesses and stuff. I I do like the the addition of like uh, technology and songs, or or like the little things that like get you and like, huh? um, What year are they in? Amico. That's a thing that we know. It's true, and also (laughs) a thing, and 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 also that we don't know anymore because now it's gone. Exactly. It's a (laughs) it's a thing that was fairly uh, prevalent in the the late seventies and the early eighties, but then now it's uh, I'm pretty sure it's it's gone. So a person reading this, uh, he, he. Per- I'm sorry, yeah, he kept uh, Amico in, in the uh, the new version? Yeah, Amico was in there in the new version, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's also like something that's both bygone in Roland's world and also uh, gone in ours as well. An Amico gas pump <laughs> would be something of a, a, an antique piece. <laughs> well, I, and, and I think that's the, the statement that Stephen King is making, um, is that uh, things change mm. and and you, you know and like over time like the things that you knew that were like the the gunslingers time like eh, you know what after a while they change you get overthrown and 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 different times come about um something else i noticed here in this this paragraph kev um go for it uh the the very last line of that uh, Amoko had become the totem of a thunder god, and they had worshipped him with the half-mad slaughter of sheep. Um, him capitalized. Capitalized. So, <laughs> so not I thought a, that yeah, was interesting. Exactly. It's interesting <laughs> that Roland is, uh, you know, ascribing equal respect and godhood to this group of people who are worshipping a gasoline pump to people who are worshipping the man Jesus. So it, it kind of shows... The man Ro- Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. It shows Roland's <laughs> kind of both respect and kind of ambivalence to religion in general, that he's, he's going to give both of them the respect as though they're equal, even though one of them... He's, he's even pointing out the kind of uh, ridiculousness of worshipping this uh, bygone relic of gasoline. Well, I mean, the main thing, he's a man out of time. Yes, um, definitely. Right? Mm, That's why I feel with Roland. He's learning everything like like a child, really, just like Jake. You know, and in fact, he's he's realizing that Jake knows more than he does. In a lot of ways, yeah. Oh my gosh! Like uh, when he was talking to Jake about uh, things about from Jake's time that Roland had no idea about, and kind of listening like, "What's a movie? Yeah, what's a skyscraper? Yeah." Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it is almost like a, a childish kind of uh, curiosity about such things. Yeah, I would totally agree. Yeah. All right, and and now a so, railroad. Yeah. So yeah, the and then so let's see, we got we do have a couple of changes in there. Um, oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So in the original, it's got uh, parallel metal staves off into the darkness, and in this time, he added in parallel staves running off into the darkness. To I feel like that makes the sentence a little bit easier to understand. Uh, mm-hmm. In the original, it has each carried black bulbs that might have been the conductors of electricity. So changing bulbs to nodes, I feel like, is a little bit more kind of a correct word scientifically, I would say, rather than... Because I'm imagining black bulbs that conducting electricity is almost like a, a Frankenstein kind of uh, situation, whereas changing it to black <laughs> nodes that conduct electricity is a little bit more a little bit more modern a little bit more correct i would say okay. less victorian okay. uh, and then okay. we've got yeah, da, da, the gunslinger could only imagine regardless this is oh go ahead 
Yeah, the gunslinger the can only imagine, imagine black electric bullets. Uh, and then in the new version, it says sleek electric bullets. So I like that a little bit more. So kind of saying sleek. that, yeah, he's not literally imagining giant bullets running through like Bullet Bill from Super Mario. Uh, he's, <laughs> uh, he's, he's just metaphorically oh. calling them bullets in this case. Uh, so, and Bullet then... Bill. He was always my favorite one to get exactly, in my Exactly, yeah. You're like, ah, right. <laughs> you just automatically <laughs> well, that, that just also, zoom that also means Well, it also means you're in last place and, and, and the, uh, <laughs> True, the yeah. game is helping you move along. Yeah. That, <laughs> so if that, you get bullet bill too bullet much, bills, it means yeah. you're... Yeah, or, or lightning or a star. <laughs> <laughs> they give that to the people who are not doing well. <laughs> so I was usually... so Okay, Kev, who was your Mario Kart guy? Uh, let's see. What? Who would I be? Uh, I go back and forth yeah. between either. Uh, sometimes I'll do Luigi. Sometimes I'll do. Uh, what are they called? The shy guys. Those are the ones with the different colors. Uh, oh, that, that wasn't a racer. You no, they are be a shy guy. Yeah. Oh, in the new one, maybe. I mean, in the, the uh, versions that I've played. Hang on. Uh, I, I'm used to the one from. Nintendo 64. Oh, now um, I didn't play so that as much. I was I was always Toad. Oh, Toad. toad. Okay, yeah, I definitely was, see you was as a Toad. My guy. Fast acceleration. I think people who play Toad are also Hufflepuffs, so, like, yeah. It's true. Yeah, very <laughs> humble. Sometimes I'll do a Yoshi. Uh, I'm looking at, like, the, yeah. the selection screen now. Uh, yeah, Cynthia is definitely a Bowser or Mario person, that's for sure. Uh, See, they're totally different. Totally Bowser's different. got uh, like high top speed, but terrible acceleration. And I was all always about quick acceleration. Mm. <laughs> That's why Toad. Toad is the man. Anyway, I mean, is Toad a man or a boy or a girl? I, no, no. There's because there's a Toadette. Oh yeah. So then, logically, I guess that would make Toad male. Yeah, I assume. Always assumed Toad was male. Um, yeah. 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 But yeah, the either both uh, Mario Kart and uh, uh, Smash Brothers were the games that I was always terrible at because anything that's fast <laughs> is not for me. I I was always this is too fast. Yeah, exactly. I was always much more of a Pokemon person or uh, like Tetris. Like I want some things that require strategy, but also give me time to think for a second. Uh, Slow it down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Legend of Zelda? Did you like that? I one? never actually played that. No, I, I, oh, I, I, I no. guess it would uh, probably be my speed, but I always felt like it was kind of <laughs> that. That that would be a game you'd like because it's like a it's like a quest game. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and like you meet people along the way and all the. Anyway, I, I'm not a big video game guy, but yeah, true. I, I like the big, older stuff. I'm a big Pokemon <laughs> guy, but uh, never really been kind of like a PC gamer or a console gamer or anything like that. All right, Kev, yeah. what, are, what are the first three Pokemon? Ooh, uh, Squirtle, so, Bulbasaur, asked, and asked, Charmander. Always. Wow, nailed it. Oh, yeah. Like, without even a question. Good job. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this guy also, asked me that, that, that trivia question, and I was like, and, and right away I was like, uh, Pikachu? He's like, nope. You're immediately wrong. <laughs> I was like, ah, Squirtle? I mean, but... 
in any case, I could, I could talk I'm your not ear sure off how we got... Pokemon, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why we got on this, but anyway. And now a railroad. We'll follow it. Indeed. So, we'll follow but, it. But, yes, the, just, just for the sake of completion, <laughs> let me just go through the rest of the changes here. Uh, so, he could uh, in the original, it says, Gunslinger could only imagine black electric bullets uh, flying through... Flying through this forever night with affrighted searchlight eyes. And then in the new version, it says, firing their courses through this forever night. Uh, and then mm. he had heard of such things, but... Oh, yeah. In the in the original, it, just, it says he had never heard of such things, period. He had once... Uh, but there were skeletons in this world. Uh, ooh, actually, I like that. So in the original, it says... Just as there were demons. Yeah. In... Mm-hmm. Wait, where was I? Uh, in, yeah, but there were skeletons in this world just as there were demons. And then in the new version it says, but there were many relics in this gone of the gone world just as there were demons. So interesting changing from mm. relics to skeletons. From skeletons to, to relics. relics. Yeah. yeah. So kind of a little bit more specific about what he means. He doesn't mean literally skeletons. He was going metaphorically, so he changed the wording yeah. to remnants, which... I feel like it's all going down to being more more specific about what he he what he's imagining, what he means in his head. Um, well, yeah, okay, okay. The next sentence he says he had once come upon a hermit who had gained a quasi religious power over a miserable flock of kind keepers by possession of an ancient gasoline pump. Gasoline pump. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, kind keepers? What is yeah, that, what that one's that in both versions, and I have no idea what it means. Uh, let's <laughs> look it up on the fly. Kind keeper. Kine? K-I-N-E. Kind keeper. Uh, cows. A, c- a collective of cows. Oh, is that what it says? Oh, I, I so, didn't even find that. It, 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 so, oh, alright. So when you say, like, a flock of birds, you say a kind of cows. Interesting. Oh, yeah, so another archaic uh, usage of the word yeah so definitely Stephen King rifling through his Victorian dictionary uh, mm-hmm. so yeah then uh, okay but in in the Bible Kev oh back um, to the Bible <laughs> uh, domesticated bovine animals as a group regardless of sex or age um, seven thin and ill-favored kine from the Bible hmm. so it, it, it means it means Cattle. Yeah. Cattle. Yeah. So basically, so, so, yeah, just what, another what, old time. What he's synonym. saying there, what he's saying there, which is wonderful, is uh, that us humans are just a bunch of cows who are coming to this gas station to <laughs> get our get our feed that we need oh. to, to move along. Oh, I thought know? he. I, I was taking it more literally that the. This hermit has a quasi-religious power over a group of, you know, uh, cow wrestlers or whatever you want to call them. So that then, no, but I. Uh, He's a, saying that that the person who owns the gas station, of, us, we're we're the miserable flock. <laughs> no, the miserable flock we, we of have kind to, keepers, not a miserable flock of kind. Flock of kind keepers. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's a flock of those who keep a flock. Yeah. Huh. So I feel like the comparison okay. is still there, though. That it's just <laughs> you know a, a 
a, a stupid thing is being held watch by another stupid thing who is being held thrall by a stupid thing who has a gas another station pump. Thing. Yeah, so it's just levels of stupidity all the way up. We're, we're, we're all just uh, cattle being rustled in different ways Indeed. by different keepers. Who are them? So the, who this are guy is the keeper of the keepers. By above. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, is that what life is, Kev? I, I like to think not, but it yeah. sort of is. <laughs> but, I mean, that's why you never uh, want to be a person who's being led around by the nose. You want to be a person who thinks freely and isn't looking for some higher guidance by somebody who happens to have some sort of an amulet of some kind, whether it says Amico or or even uh, organized religion, if you want to uh, go all the way with it, which I feel like that's kind of been my worldview a little bit, that, it, you know, the power of the individual uh, and the power of, you know, the group is more important than the traditions or the buildings that they gather in. So I would say it's more important, uh, the people. Yeah, 100%. Mm. I, I, I agree with you absolutely um, with that. Um, but I think we are all, unfortunately, led around by kind keepers That's for sure. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, you know, and it's 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 kind of sad, but uh, that's just our society, and mm-hmm. that's how it goes. Uh, we have politicians running things; they are one of the cattle rustlers. And that's for sure. We're just just keep, all keeping our attention uh, on one thing and pushing us forward. Yeah. We're, we're all just uh, players in the game, mm-hmm. and we're just, just pawn in their game. We're just trying, trying our best. Uh, uh, all the world's a stage. Mm, <laughs> and, all, we and all the men and women are are merely players. Mm. <laughs> anyway, in any case, so so they found a railroad, uh, and as Roland says, uh, only meaningless hulks uh, poking from sands that were once seas. So just the the relics of bygone era, uh, yeah. Uh, so here's my question, Kev. Um, they're in a cave mm-hmm. uh, with a mountain above it, right? And there's a Amico, not a gas station, probably just like a, a pump. Not not physically here. The the gunslinger is just remembering a, a previous time that he saw the gasoline pump as, uh, as a reference. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When the heck did he see that? Uh, the gunslinger had once come upon a hermit. That's how that uh, paragraph starts. Okay, I have questions. Uh, okay. What do you mean? He had he had once come upon a hermit with... with I, I'm, I'm That's confused. What I'm uh, saying that uh, this isn't something that, like, this isn't something that Jake sees. This is something that happened to the gunslinger a long time ago, and he's just kind of using it as a... Uh, saying like, oh, well, yeah, there's a railroad in front of me now. The one time I saw this guy who had a, a gasoline pump, uh, and I, I, I assume he's telling Jake about this, but I don't know if... Uh, uh, no, no, I, I, I understand that, and mm-hmm. but it just makes my brain confused because th- that means that Roland had seen Amico in his day in, in the gunslinger world. No, 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 he had once come upon this hermit who had the the uh what is it the the pump that was a legend of unknown meaning amico led free so so basically at one point he saw this hermit guy i don't know if roland ever saw like an amico gas station or whatever but just it was something okay so 
Which leads me to believe that um, the gunslinger is in the future from... Right? Have we, I think have so. We decided Either. on that? Like, like it, was, it was sort of a... Uh, um, uh, what's the word? Dystopian like uh, time where like most things were gone and like only certain people were able to survive and they only had certain um, technology and stuff mm. such as Amico or a gas stove mm. that the guy was cooking on and stuff right so, sort of like so, a, yeah that's like what a i'm Mad thinking Max situation sort of post-apocalyptic so <laughs> yeah, whatever totally. the, the random yeah. things that they hold on to like yeah all all of the cars are like you know kind of re-soldered or whatever but it's based the body is based around existing vehicles yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay uh, i'm sorry i was just trying to no, recenter no myself yeah. Yeah, who, who's only read up this far mm. <laughs> Oh, I love this. I love that we're doing this, Kev. Me too. <laughs> so yeah, let's, uh, so they walk. It's just fun reading a book with you. I agree. Yeah. So um, so yeah, we'll we'll follow it. The boy said yeah. nothing. The gunslinger extinguished the light, and they slept. When the gunslinger awoke, the boy was up before him, sitting on one of the rails and watching him sightlessly in the dark. Uh, do do do. Let's not read everything. Yeah, we've got a few more changing the gunslinger to Roland, he to Roland, the boy to Jake. So a couple of those in this paragraph to come. Uh, yeah, they basically <laughs> sort of walk along this... Uh, the steady rush of water. Uh, His sleep was dreamless. Uh, do you dream a lot, Kev, when you uh, sleep? I know they say that you always dream, but you never. Uh, Any time that you think you don't, you don't. You're just not remembering them. But I feel like with me, it's like fifty-fifty. Like, uh, yeah. I don't think I remember it very well. I I, I usually sleep dreamlessly. Mm. I, I just I, I close my eyes and I wake up the next day. Yeah, that's yeah. usually Definitely what happens. The, <laughs> yeah, the nights that I do dream, or at least remember my dreams, it's much more. Uh, definitely much more often kind of anxiety dreams or dreams that I don't necessarily want to remember. So it makes sense that yeah, exactly you're like yeah. ah forget it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's some I want to remember, and then like as I try to remember them, they're immediately forgotten. Exactly. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um so anyway, uh, they did not speak, and this went on for three periods of waking happened Yikes. there. That's sad. They yeah. haven't they haven't spoken in three periods of waking. I mean, also oh. it just tells you how long this journey is. That Roland kind of <laughs> he had his nervous talking at the very beginning, where he's telling Jake all about his childhood, and then Jake's only response was, "I'm tired," and Roland just kind of took it as, "All right, I guess we're not talking now." Oh. So then they I, just keep I, walking I guess, forward. I guess I should shut up. Yeah. All right, I'll shut up, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> So then, in oh, any poor, case... Poor Gunslinger. He, he wants to pour out his heart, and he this boy obviously can't uh, accept it. He, he needs a therapist also. Don't what, uh, we all. Let's just say, <laughs> don't we all. <laughs> Roland needs someone to talk to, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, so what happens in the fourth period of waking? So in the fourth period of awakening, uh, I always kind of think of the Gunslinger 1978 version and Gunslinger 2003 version in kind of comparison to the original Star Wars versus Star Wars Special Edition. And uh-huh. in the documentary that came with the VHS tape that we had, uh, George Lucas kind of goes into like, yeah, part of the things that we did were for 
plot reasons and, you know, you wanted to see a little bit more of Moss Eisley and we have the technology that we can now, so it's a much more expansive city. Part of the things that we changed were just aesthetic, like kind of brightening up the visual look of the scenes or making colors a little bit more clearer. And part of it we did just out of whimsy. And so we had the Dubacks uh, coming in and stormtroopers riding on these kind of... uh, giant hulking reptiles so that is kind of what we have right here where we've got a change that is i feel like just 2003 stephen king being much more whimsical so in the original they stumbled upon a hand car and it seems to be a purely mechanical thing of push it up push it down but in the new version uh as they push down the hand car it says good said a faint mechanical voice it made them both jump Good. Push your... The mechanical voice died out. Uh, And every so often as they're pushing down on the handcart, they get encouragement from this little mechanical voice. (laughs) Good. Push again. (laughs) It's like the little engine that could. Exactly. (laughs) I think I can. I think I can. (laughs) And yeah... (laughs) So, but in, in any case, hey, so. okay, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that change. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> but now I'm really laughing about it because it sounds, that sounds silly. <laughs> That's a silly change. So, in any good. case, uh, they walked directly You're into doing the. A good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Push again. Uh, so let's see. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rich- it, it's like Alice in Wonderland, kind of like exactly. me, drink me, kind you, you of drink thing. Me, yeah, it's, <laughs> the the world is encouraging you to kind of interact with it. Yeah. Um, All right. So, they, yeah. They, well, they're going further down the rabbit hole, so I guess. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. Exactly. So um, <laughs> let's see. The, the gunslinger ran into a chest high, and the boy, stum- walking on the other side, struck it in his forehead and went down with a cry. Basically, they both literally like walked hard into this thing as they're walking on the train tracks. Uh, Have you ever walked into something in the dark? Because that sucks. It's the worst. It's it's like when you turn on your headphones and the music is way too loud. You just have this visceral reaction like a... Yeah. Too much. Too much, yeah. (laughs) So, a short change here. Uh, Do... uh, In the new version, it says... uh, the gunslinger made a light immediately. Are you all right? The, vo- the words sh- sounded sharp, angry, and he winced at them. And then in the original, it sounds... Ma- made, a li- made a light, made a light, by the way, is just him striking the flint, right? I don't know. Just... I, think it's a, I think it's a match. Because I, f- I feel like... You think it's a match? Yeah, because okay. after that, right. he described looking at Jake... So I feel like it's, uh, and then he describes visually so it, the hand it continues. Yeah. All right. So I think it's a match there. All right, you're right. All right, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So in the original, um, it says the words sounded sharp, almost waspish. So I feel like I don't know. Waspish almost sounds a little bit more what does descriptive. Waspish mean because I'm imagining something that's like sharp and biting and uh, kind of uh, almost like, oh, are you all right? Like it's almost like an angry kind of tone. Like oh god. Ooh, like that that, that is a uh, that's an adjective I'm not really well waspish means uh readily expressing anger or irritation. Mm. That that's the definition I found. Um <laughs> waspish. Huh. That's a that's a new word for me. Um 
Does that have to do with like white Anglo-Saxon Protestant or? <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's more no, wasp. No, a wasp, insect. a yeah. wasp, like yeah. like the the insect, which wasps are. Okay, never mind. I was thinking moths. Moths are different than wasps. Yeah, indeed. Are wasp wasps poisonous? Right. Yeah, yeah. A wasp is like like a bee sort of. Um, yeah, like no. a yellow jacket. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, so like stinging, biting. Okay, I gotcha. Exactly, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, not only am I like reading this book for the first time, but it's like I'm finding out words for the first time. <laughs> this is why we read, uh, to expand our internal vocabulary, yeah. Absolutely. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then, a, a wasp. Exactly. Well, have you ever seen a wasp's nest? Uh, oh, yeah, they're wasp terrifying. Wasp nests are... are well... Well, it's scary to like you know think oh there's a bunch of wasps in there but they're actually really beautiful, like uh, the construction of them, the engineering that goes on. It, it's uh, one thing that I really love about uh, biology is, is something called biomimicry, where where mm-hmm. you look uh, you look at nature and, and and you engineer things off of what. Uh, um, evolution has created for us pretty much already which is obviously sustainable so wasp nests are um or maybe i'm thinking bees nests oh no termite mounds anyway i'm rambling but uh termite mounds are, what are, you were thinking yeah yeah termite mounds if you look at the um the creation of them, and I assume wasp nests are the same way. Um, it, they're perfectly good for uh, heating and cooling mm-hmm. um, with, with with the weird thing. So <clears throat> they've been making uh, uh, skyscrapers that look like termite mounds. True, and I think they like orient themselves with like the the way that kind of like the wind blows so that they're sort of like uh, flat from one direction, but sort of like, you know, they have like one angle that's sort of narrower than the other. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I, I don't know why I got on that. I'm sorry. Okay. I, mean, I get <laughs> I it. Yeah. Wasp nests are, I feel like they kind of have like sort of the, the honeycomb sculpture, uh, structure that like bees do, where it's sort of like the, the hexagons and all to uh, that's mm-hmm. where they put their young and everything. But then on the outside, it's just this sort of rounded uh uh thing with just this one hole at the bottom uh that they can get out and they kind of like mount them on the sides of like buildings or trees or whatever and yeah. uh yeah those really just, the only way yeah. to to get rid of it is uh fire uh, burn it with burn it with fire burn it with yeah. fire <laughs> yeah the Wasp nester. I mean, I I stand by the what I said that they are terrifying just because it's this like it it almost makes me think of like almost like a like a mummy kind of like it's got these layers of yeah. kind of like yep. almost looks like uh kind of wrappings around it. So it's got this mm-hmm. sort of like dark and almost like an undead well, association and, and, in my mind. And like the bigger it is, the longer it's been there. You think exactly You're like oh. How many generations of wasps have lived in this nest? Precisely. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, anyway, sorry, uh, we got stuck on wasp, wasp, waspishly. Did I say that correctly? Waspishly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so yeah, Roland looks down uh, at what so they, they ran they into. So they turned to look. Yeah, what, what did they run to? It was a flat square of metal that sat mutely on the tracks. There was a seesaw handle in the center of the square. The gunslinger had no immediate sense of it, but the boy knew immediately. It's a hand car! 
What? Hand car, the boy said impatiently, like in the old movies. Look! He pulled himself up and went to the handle. He managed to push it down, but it was necessary to hang all his weight on the handle. He grunted briefly. <laughs> the hand car moved a foot with silent timelessness on the rails. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Silent timelessness. Indeed, yeah. That, that's a great uh, evocative <laughs> description of it, yeah. But, yeah, in the original, in the 2003 version, we've got... Uh, there was a seesaw handle in the center of the square. It descended into a connection of cogs. The gunslinger had no immediate sense of the thing's purpose, but the boy grasped it at once. It's a handcar. A uh, handcar like in the old cartoons. Look. So... Managed to push it down, but it took all of his weight, hung over the handle, to turn the trick. The handcar moved about a foot with the silent timelessness on the rails. Good, said a faint mechanical voice. It made them both jump. Good, push it. The voice, the mechanical voice died out. <laughs> so it feels like not only is the the kinetic uh, motion of pushing it up and down is actually moving the cart forward, but it also seems to be powering whatever battery is causing this voice to... Waking it up. Yeah. Well, uh, it seems like the hand car is sentient? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Considering it seems like all it says is good, push again, I think it's just sort of uh, almost like an uh, an automatic voice. I don't think it's sentient, no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm reading too much into it. I'm sure. No, I mean, we, it works a little hard. There are there are robots uh, <laughs> uh, somewhere else. I'm sure. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so let's. Well, oh, good. <laughs> I wish I had the the. I usually have the uh, new version open on my phone, but I'm just working off the old version today. That's cool. Yeah, um, you do the old version. I'll I'll stick with the new. Oh, so. the gun. Sl- so okay, uh, a hand car, Kevin. Hand car. <laughs> what is it? What does it make you think of? Um, I feel like I'm imagining like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Uh, That's exactly what I was thinking. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck just moving along in the old Looney Tunes cartoons. Exactly. And- <laughs> Okay, but uh, for real, what was a handcar used for, like, on the railroad, like, just to to have a couple people go up the track and, and help the... Because why would they have that? I'm imagining that it's almost, <laughs> you have the handcar there for, just for maintenance. Like, uh, if you don't want the entire train to be going through, you just have, like, a couple of people who are just going to be pushing up and down this mechanical thing, and the you could they could put all their tools onto it, and they can make minor repairs to maybe if a train went down or something. Yeah. Or, and uh, I guess they can also get it off the track easily. Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Just oh, for more right. portability yeah. and... That's, uh, yeah. that's kind of precisely what I was thinking, too. Like, it... The engineers, if if a train goes down, you have to, you know, get up the track quick. Yeah. Does it need two people? I, like you I mean, do it with one. you could do it with one, like, very strong person, but it definitely works better with one person pushing down the other person. And so utilizing the, you know, the, I guess, some sort of, it would, it would probably be a complex machine, but just the kinetic force of each person pushing down is just the kind of offsets the the amount of work that they both have to do yeah well it makes me also think of a freaking seesaw which yeah, exactly. is a disaster if if you have two people who are of different weights mm-hmm. <laughs> how many times did you like just 
fall down, you're like, oh, I'm too heavy for you. <laughs> uh, I mean, I haven't used a seesaw in years. I was probably the last time I'm. I'm talking about when I'm a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I might have been on the light side of the seesaw. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other person pushes up too hard and exactly. yeah, it doesn't and then you work. go flying. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, so and that's exactly what's going on here is the gunslinger is stronger than Jake. <laughs> Clearly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but then once the gunslinger kind of pushes it down, then it's probably a little bit easier for Jake to push down on his end. So, he could he could feel a drive shaft turn beneath his feet. The operation pleased him. The first old machine, other than the pump at the waste station that he had seen in years, which still worked well, but disquieted him too. It worked. Oh, I'm sorry. It would take them to their destination that much quicker. The curse kiss again, he thought, and knew the man in black had meant them to find this too. Oh. <laughs> so we do have a couple so of like, other changes in between. Let me just uh, go back a little bit. Uh, so, um. Uh, right after good push again, the mechanical voice died out. It works a little hard, the boy said, as if apologizing for the thing. Uh, and I think there it was just sort of a, a, a pronoun change. <clears throat> the gunslinger pulled himself up beside Jake, uh, beside Jake was at it, and shoved the handle down. And I think in the old version it says that he uh, just pushed the handle down, or just basically a different word choice. Um, um. Yeah, pushed the handle down. Um, hand car moved obediently yeah, and stopped. Uh, good, push again, the mechanical voice encouraged. Uh, he had felt a drive shaft between, <laughs> beneath his feet, so just kind of condensing words instead. Good, of, push again, it's definitely sentient, Kev. I don't know. This seems like. I mean, all it's saying good, is good, push, push again. again. Uh, when, it, <laughs> when it only has one sentence, I feel like that's more of a, a, a pre written. Uh, kind of, uh, you know, press a button and this sentence will appear. Uh, push down the <laughs> push down the handle, this sentence pops out. I feel like it's it's more recording device than robot, in my mind. When I turn things on, it, it doesn't say, oh, thank you, thank you for turning me on. I am the TV, like... Uh. I mean, we did, <laughs> we did used to have a microwave that said, enjoy your meal, so... <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That thing was so old, but it did say enjoy your meal. <laughs> I feel like that just says more about the creators of the thing rather than the thing itself. Like they're kind of putting a little bit of uh, human interaction into the our action into, our, uh, into this interaction with this little hand car because I feel like that just it says something about a society that's just starved for connections. Yeah. <laughs> Good, good. Push again. Well, it also reminds me of the Emperor. Good, good. good. Feel the yes. hate within you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Push me again. I'm going to move. Good, good. <laughs> Release me from my ancient slumber. <laughs> well, the curse kiss. Uh, curse what does kiss, that mean yeah. to you? Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> So yeah, there is another. Oh yeah, so he felt the drive oh, shaft. Oh, the curse kiss is, is is thinking That's about the, the man in black. That's the man in black. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The, <laughs> so the operation pleased him, and so did the mechanical voice. Although he intended to listen to that no more than necessary. Other than the pump at the <laughs> it way disqui- station. It disquieted him, it did. too. Exactly. Did, did they keep uh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> 
So in the oh, new version, I'm other sorry. than the pump at the weigh station, <laughs> this was the first machine he'd seen in years that still worked well. But the thing disquieted him too. So uh, a couple of grammatical changes in there, adding in an other than. Uh, do. Mm. So it would take them to their destination, which we don't actually know yet. Precisely. That much quicker. He, he just knows that they're on this rail, and it's going to go to the man in black. Yep. But it disquieted him to... It would take them to their destination that much the quicker. Because that one seems... Mm. I don't know if I agree with adding in a the there instead of get them to their destination that much quicker. So... I don't know. I disagree with that. The curse kiss was actually yeah. crossed out. That is deleted from the new version. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, so what do you say instead? It says, it would take them to their destination that much the quicker. He had no doubt whatever that the man in black had intent, had meant for them to find this too. So, mm. yeah, instead of the curse kiss and knew the man in black had meant them to find this too. So... So the the cursed kiss to me um, again is uh, what he experienced in Toll. Exactly. Like, you know, like that was oh the man in black meant for me to to find all these people and you know all these all this stuff and just as much as the man in black meant us to find this hand car. Yeah. The man in okay. black singled out Allie and uh, when he brought this guy back to life, he told her this secret word that would essentially give her the knowledge of what is beyond death and what will drive her insane and that he all because he knew that she would be the person who the gunslinger would identify with and sort of stay with because mm. she had she seems like she had so much more life than all the rest of the people in tall everybody else is kind of surly and angry and whatever but she seems like she has this little spark of a little bit more humanity than the rest of them um, and so uh, uh, he basically uh, 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 ruined her and gave, like uh, implanted this uh, almost post-hypnotic su- suggestion uh, that would destroy her essentially. And because he knew that the that the gunslinger would uh, would would meet up with her, would meet up with her, and would have feelings for her, kind of. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's oh, just man. yeah that that curse kiss is exactly what the man in black kind of does is he he finds the gunslinger's favorite flavor of ice cream or whatever, and he puts poison right into it. <laughs> uh, and, and what's the name of that? Uh, oh, dang it, the preacher woman. Um, uh, yeah, Sylvia Pittston. Yes, Sylvia Pitson. Um, that's the other one who's. I don't even know. The... Like, I feel like that was almost more intentional. That he kind of, I guess, in some way inseminated her with the child of the the king, uh, the dark, the crimson king. Uh, I feel like mm-hmm. that. I feel like she was almost his reason for being in Tull. Is my opinion. Wait, time out. Almost like he's, uh, he's, Sylvia Pitson was was the Man in Black's reason for being in Toll. I kind of think so. Or, oh, okay. All right. Because like I know the Gunslinger is just sort of following him, due in whatever direction. But I feel like the Man in Black kind of saw this sort of evil preacher woman who has this ta- almost this entire town under her thrall, and he kind mm-hmm. of sees an opportunity there of you know, kind of planting a little bit more evil into the world. 
and as he's going through, and I wonder if uh, Allie was sort of the trap that the gunslinger would kind of get stuck there or whatever, but... Because if it was just if if it was just the people who were under Sylvia Pittston's power, um, I think uh, Roland would have moved on. Yeah. But um, he met Ali yeah. along the way, and and that's the real trap. Is like you're saying is uh, this is one person who's like uh, this is all bullshit. Yeah. Uh, you can come hang with me. I, I'm just the owner of this bar, and <laughs> these people are crazy because yeah. <laughs> I feel like okay. it's also kind of the gunslinger crazy is not a good word crazy is not a good word no these people <laughs> have been led astray and they yeah, are there you go. <laughs> and they're also very it seems like it's a very negative town from top to bottom like the the little kids playing or you know uh, shouting sort of curse words at him. The the guy t- yeah. seems like he has some sort of weird incestuous relationship with his daughter. And there's like all sorts of like just kind of gross disgustingness going on around Tall. But um, <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's also a commentary on how Stephen King feels about uh, religion. I think. Yeah, in a way that it's <laughs> sort of just a way to kind of like steer the cattle. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, kind uh, keepers, right? Precisely. Was I going to say? And also um, the because I and I almost also kind of feel like the man in black is always you know in this case literally multiple steps ahead of Roland because he knows exactly yep. what Roland's going to do. So yep. I know something you don't know exactly. Sorry. Yeah. So he kind of <laughs> saw that Roland was going to kind of go through this town and sort of sniff out Sylvia Pittston, but. It's kind of Roland's nature that, like they said, uh, he's the kind of person who he would straighten out uh, bad paintings in uh, motel rooms. He He's the kind of person, mm-hmm. if he sees something wrong, he's going to fix it as a force of habit. So he kind of took out Sylvia Pittston and her control over this town. And because the Man in Black knew that Roland would do that, he planted this seed of destruction in Allie as well, with giving her the number 19 mm. and... Nineteen, uh, but which isn't in the original. Not in the original. Yes. So yeah, I feel yeah. like, but but I've got a new appreciation for it. it. Yeah, I think it does. I think I, the nineteen is good. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always thought it was just sort of a cop out that Ali begged for death instead of just begging, "Don't shoot me, don't shoot me," and then he shoots her, a woman who is being used as a human shield rather than suffer any complications of having to try to save her and uh, fight for self-defense at the same time. But I kind of like that he's adding that the man in black has a little bit more agency in this situation, where he's kind of Ooh. laying multiple plots at the same time. Yeah. So, well, I, it, well I think he said that in the original, it was like, it, it's another trap. Exactly. Like, like you know, like, this is the man in black is setting traps along the way. So this hand car is um, going to lead them to their destination quicker, but is that a good thing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's true. That's, that's Roland's whole state of mind, yeah, that he... Uh, it's a it's a disquieting thing that it'll take them to their destination quicker, but that just means that the end is even less... is even more inevitable, or if that makes sense. It's double negative, but yes, it's more inevitable. I, I'm, I'm sticking with it. So, yeah. So... <laughs> And then More inevitable. Yeah, and then Jake just goes. Neat. I like it. <laughs> Neat. Oh no! But but and his voice was full of loathing. 
Neat, huh? Ooh. Yeah, so that's an entirely Neat. different inflection, yeah. Neat, huh? Yeah, so I feel like Jake is picking up on the same things that Roland is feeling, that it's just like, ugh, yeah, so I guess I my inevitable death is coming even closer now. I, I would like to see this whole um, series from Jake's point of view. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Totally. I mean, because you get a little taste of it here and there, but, like, he is sick of this quest. Exactly. And he's like, why Why did I go on this? Why am I here? <laughs> so, let's see. Oh, Ooh, interesting. Um, so, a part that was taken out, what are movies, the gunslinger asked again. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was just about to say, that. Yeah, so, and I think in the 2003 version, Roland asks that question a lot earlier. Uh when he's talking to Jake. Um, all the way back. Yeah, that was like when he first met Jake. He was talking about the movies. Well, no, the hand car also. He was like, oh, like in the movies. Yeah. He said, what are, what are movies? No, he said, what's a channel? Uh, then what's a TV? Uh, so at that point, he doesn't literally ask uh, what are movies again, but... Uh, um, it's similar. What's a TV? It, it's the I, same I idea, the yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he took that out of the 2003? Yeah, the 2003 he took out What Are Movies, because in that version he says, just like in the old cartoons. So, oddly, Roland Uh, doesn't ask what a cartoon is, yeah. (laughs) But that's like what we were saying. Bugs Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Bugs Bugs and Daffy, yeah. (laughs) So, let's see. So he took out What Are Movies. Uh, Then the silence was deep. Roland could hear his organs at work inside his body and the drip of water and nothing else. Oh, that, that is, that, that's anxiety right there. Like every once in a while, like when it's just dark and quiet Mm. and you can just hear like your stomach rumbling or you're like, Oh jeez, what's going on here? (laughs) Oh, interesting. Yeah. That was all in the, in the original, it says, uh, um, Jake still did not answer, and they stood in a black silence like a tomb where life had fled. Uh, mm. The gunslinger could hear his organs at work inside his body and the boy's respiration. That was all. So, in the new version, oh. they took out, he could hear the boy's respiration and added in, and the drip of water. So, Jake is being also very yeah. quiet. They're all very quiet and scared. Exactly. They're just <laughs> looking at like, this, this thing is- ominously, yeah. There's a freaking hand car here and a rail. I guess, I, I guess we'll do it. Yeah. All right, sure. <laughs> you stand on one side and I stand on the other. Jake said, you have to push yep. by yourself until it gets rolling good. So yeah, as the the hand car is moving and the the motion of it going down the train tracks, it, the you know the action is a little bit easier. <laughs> we'll go right along. Get it? I get it. The gunslinger said his hands were in helpless, despairing fists. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> like, he, he he doesn't want to get it. He doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but you'll have to push by yourself until it gets rolling, blah, blah, blah. The gunslinger had a sudden vivid picture of the Great Hall a year after the spring. Oh, sorry. Uh, let me start over. The gunslinger had a sudden vivid picture of the Great Hall a year after the spring ball in the shattered hulked shards of revolt civil strife and invasion it was followed with the memory of Ali, the woman from Tull with the scar pushed and pulled by the bullets that were killing her in reflex 
It was followed by Jamie's face, blue in death, by Susan's twisted and weeping. All my old friends, the gunslinger thought, and smiled hideously. I'll push, the gunslinger said. He began to push. So there, we've got a oh. bunch of changes here. That That's an important oh. uh, paragraph, and I guarantee there are changes. Exactly, <laughs> yes. So, in the new version, it says, The gunslinger had a sudden vivid picture of the Great Hall a year or so after the sewing night cotillion. So, renamed Spring mm-hmm. Ball. Yeah, yeah, that one before. By then, it had been nothing. It had been nothing but shattered shards in the wake of revolt, civil strife, and invasion. Adding in the by then, nothing but, in the wake of. So kind of just reorganizing the sentence structure to make it a little bit clearer yeah. that... He, he took he took out hulking, too, which exactly. I think he used in, in a previous paragraph. Yeah. So This image was followed by one of Allie, the scarred woman from Tull, pushed and pulled by bullets that were killing her for no reason at all, unless reflex was a reason. So, in that one, you know, instead of he took the the woman with the scar and put it up towards the beginning the, just to make it a little bit more uh, uh, concise. Well, it's also, just just in, in the feeling, uh, in the tone of the, the paragraph, it's it's uh, Roland feeling remorse exactly for, for killing Ali, right? Mm-hmm. That's for sure. One from Tilt the Scar. Uh, and then basically uh, killing her, instead of killing her in reflex, it's killing her for no reason, unless reflex was a reason. So just kind of emphasizing the senselessness of her death. So I like that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Next came Cuthbert Allgood's face, laughing as he went downhill oh, okay. to his death. So another Jamie Erasure. Uh, so. Consolidating that it's just uh, he only has a couple of friends. We'll we'll just uh, underline and just change that to uh, Cuthbert again. Uh, Cuthbert, laughing as he went downhill to his death, still blowing that god's damned horn, and he saw Susan's face twisted, made ugly with weeping. All my old friends, the gunslinger thought and smiled hideously. I'll push, the gunslinger said. He began to push. And when the voice began to speak, good, push again, good, push again, he sent his hands fumbling along the post uh, upon which the seesaw his handle had balanced. At last, he found what he was surely looking for, a button. He pushed it. Goodbye, pal, the mechanical voice said cheerily, and was bl- and was then blessedly silent for some hours. So... Not only did he come across this voice of encouragement, but he turned it off because he just did not want this little mechanical, good, push again, good, push again, every 10 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Come again. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. There there was this, oh man, back to video games. Dang it. Um, there, There was this one arcade game that was like, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And it was like, every time you put in a quarter, the, thank you very much. That's what's reminding me of right now. <laughs> I get it, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. This is definitely like a, oh. a video game NPC that just only has like a couple of lines that it knows. <laughs> Enjoy <yet>. your meal. <laughs> Enjoy your meal? So, yeah, definitely. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, so he was able to turn off the 
Good, good, yes, push again. <laughs> the way you say it makes it sound a little bit more sexual, so I'm, I'm glad he's turning it off in either case, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking more like hate-filled and dark side, True. kind of. <laughs> yes, I feel the hate flowing within you. Good, good. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So Roland is turning off another vestige of the, the old technology, so I kind of like the, the, sim- the symbolism there that he kind of he sees mm-hmm. a mechanical thing that's just unnecessarily made complicated and it just turns off the little bit of uh, unnecessary technology so that they can just move forward under their own power yeah um, but they're still in the dark still right? in the dark still on the the railroad uh, and then but now they're they're being propelled forward by this hand car so oh my goodness all right I this is where I stop reading. Exactly. So. I think this is a good place to pause. So then, um, um, so so the name of this chapter is the Slow Mutants. Indeed, and we haven't come I, across any yet. I, I mean, I guess I haven't come across, but they mentioned it in a previous chapter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he said that the Slow Mutants were the people who took over his uh, land or whatever. Well, basically, I almost got castle. more. I almost got more the feeling that they were like. Um, you know, rats and raccoons that just sort of took over this place kind of as a nest. I I don't feel like I like I mean, I might be wrong, but I got more the impression that slow mutants had subhuman intelligence, that they were just sort of more like uh, nesting there. Yeah. That they weren't we'll picking see. up the mantle of government or politics or anything like that, no. Well I think that's also the arrogance of humans. Also and, true. And thinking that all beings beneath us are of uh, uh, weaker intelligence and stuff. Very and, true, uh, yeah. No. That's, a, that's a good point. <laughs> because we have technology, we're smarter than these animals. No, actually these animals are going to live with the land a lot longer than us humans are. That is 100% <laughs> true, yeah. At the very least, the insects, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the slow part in Slow Mutants, like evolution is slow. Patience, and yeah. we all need to... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's anyway, see. where should we read up until? Uh, yeah, where do you want me to read next? Because I've been dying to read, Kev. I know. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, does this take us to the end? Slow Mutants is the last chapter. No, there's one after this. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, I'm going to the say Dark Man's after this. Uh, but we're not going to get that far. Yeah, let's. Uh, no, no. Um, knowing, knowing our pace. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Because I feel like two hours is a good limit. Like, we shouldn't be uh, keep going with our no, no. two hours just, plus. Just stop. T- uh, and it's the tangents. I'm sorry. No, no. I, tangents I, I are good. Like, oh. <laughs> tangents are good. I love those. But I'm just saying, maybe we just read in smaller bites. We don't have to gobble all, all the way through. So well, we, we'd, I'd like to keep this going. Oh, yeah, me too. Definitely. For as long as possible. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, let's read three and four. But I'm just going to assume that next week we're just going to be talking about uh, section three um and of course in this uh in the original version it doesn't have them broken out that way so yep uh let me it does not. try and find <laughs> it where yeah, give me a good uh, off. let's see and then he heard martin's laugh the boy continued to smile as he went to his test uh yeah so it's it's actually kind of like in the middle of a page in the the, the old version, but I think that's where we should leave off. The boy continued to smile as he went to his test. Okay. I'll find it. 
<laughs> there it is. I see it. Um, uh, the boy continued to smile as he went to his test. Exactly. All right. So that's the end of section four? Correct. Okay, and uh, we, we got a lot of Jamie erasure happening. Exactly. There's going to be a lot of... Uh, <laughs> A lot of Cuthbert uh, instead. In oh no! It is Jamie still. Nice. Jamie does exist. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I already read ahead, uh, but we'll talk about it in much greater detail next time on Chapter Brothers. In the meantime, you can check us out on uh, Facebook and YouTube and various other uh, social media sites. Uh, I'm going to make a ChapterBrothers.com actually with our. Uh, um, posts on there and where, where you can access our podcast because uh, uh how the heck are you gonna hear it well but the wonderful kevin is able to do the editing and he's pretty good at that and thank you i just talk yeah i mean we've all got our skills we're uh, all you're i mean you're the the engine that's moving the train forward and i'm just the the guy shoveling the coal well, but we're both uh, two parts of the hand car, I'd say. Exactly, we are. Um. <laughs> we are just pushing down our side of the cart, exactly. Exactly. Without you pushing your side, uh, I'm not pushing my side, so let, let's do it together. Exactly. <laughs> In any event, uh, Kev, long days and pleasant nights. And may you have twice the number. I love you, brother. <laughs> love you so much, man. This, this is great. Uh, great. We'll see you next time.